The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. We have a fine episode of UFC Unfiltered. Myself and Matt will hopefully finally have Charlemagne the God in here, and we're going to talk to him, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the fights that have been announced, and it's going to be fun, allegedly. Shaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. We are indeed. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. And now we're going to start with our guest in just a minute because he's here early. We had uh, uh, Charlemagne the God. You know Charlemagne. He's a really big uh, morning guy uh, based out of New York here. I know he's syndicated to a bunch of places on The Breakfast Club with Angela Yee. Very, very popular uh, host, and he's really good at what he does. But he's not the God. No, it's the, T-H-A. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Or but, to point that out so there's no confusion. But Matt was having a hard time saying the name, and Chris helped him. And I'm like, why would you help him? I'm like, Sean Malade? What? I, I go, yeah, that's right. And Chris goes, no, it's not. I'm like, why would Charl- you tell him? Charlemagne. You never help someone when they're fucking up a name. I can't, it's yeah. confusing. No, but the, the worst is, names. It's like when someone is like, hey, what's that girl's name? Rebecca? You always go, yeah, just so he humiliates himself. <laughs> when I knew I said it wrong, and when I said it wrong, instead of, you should have said... <laughs> No, wait, that's it's wrong. Going through the oh, wait, no. Oh, hold on, wait, wait. Is this not working? No, he didn't do it right. I'm trying. Oh. Let me let the audience know what's going on. He's trying to hit his new button, and it's just a, it was another a I, dismal failure here on the program. <laughs> I, saw, I saw that Chris, the producer, put some new sound effects. And I'm, got, I'm not going crazy with these things. I'm really not. No, he's got six. But uh, now we got six, so... yeah. So do you want to? You're the pro, so you want to show me? He's a regular zoo fucking lemon. Do you want to show me how these work? I would just say you just push one like that and hope. <laughs> it's... <laughs> right, cool. I like that. Though. That's cool. fun. Yeah, I know. What I'm is not... this one though? Is I, that the? I, I'm gonna mean, guess it's the X. That's fine. Yeah. All right. All yeah. right. Yes. Uh, listen, we're not I hear get... that every time I fuck. <laughs> that sound just goes off in my head. Wait, there's yeah. one more though. You didn't play. What do you mean? Oh, that one I asked you for. Good. Wait, what is that? It's just a noise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to bring Charlemagne in? Because I know right. we have limited time with him. And oh, yeah? Char- I don't even know how big of a UFC fan he is. We'll ask well, him. We'll, let's ask him that. Let's ask him if he watched the fights. You know? Yep. We got uh, Cowboy against uh, Till is this Saturday night in Poland. Is, uh, UFC fight sh- night. What time uh, are they showing that? Saturday you know? the 21st. I don't know. That's a great question. I oh, asked you exactly. Fight pass main card. Sorry, buddy. It's oh, 3 o'clock uh, here in New York. Oh. So that'd be noon in L.A. I like. I was out in West Coast recently for fights, and it's, it's so great because you're done by ten o'clock. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah, you're it's done di- early. It's different, man. It's like that in Vegas. I mean, the whole West Coast thing. Yeah. Hey, hey what's man. up, man? How are you? Nice to meet you. What's up, bro? Hi, over here, buddy. Oh, look, he's taking the... Take the producer's chair. Go ahead. Sit there. That's fine. Make yourself comfortable. So, yeah. Well, I'm good, man. Do you Do you watch UFC at all? Are you a combat... No, man. I don't know shit about UFC. You don't? <laughs> no. I mean, I know a few of the fighters, um, um, but that's about it. I'm a more of a boxing guy. Boxing guy? Yeah, yeah I was yeah, a yeah. boxing guy, and then I kind of stopped watching it. I guess I, I start the more boxers I interviewed, the more I liked UFC guys. Okay. Like, I have to like, like so I don't like most sports figures I've talked to. Like, They're all kind of dumb, though, in a way, right? <laughs> and not just dumb, but like not pleasant. Like, they're arrogant, except the UFC guys, because they seem like they had nothing to prove. And they haven't made a lot of money yet. See, that's the difference between the boxers and the UFC guys. Right. The UFC is ha- the UFC guys. Ha- that's why Conor McGregor's arrogant. Yeah. But number one, because he's probably a cocky motherfucker. But then number two, because he makes money. Yeah. You know, uh, the boxers actually make millions of dollars, so that's why they have like that, that air of arrogance. Did you ever interview? We interviewed Floyd years ago, and he came in with like six guys. I'm like, Floyd, what are you doing? Only man? six? <laughs> <laughs> wow. He usually rolls like the president. We're a morning radio show. You don't need your guys in here. What are you doing? But a lot of times, an asshole's just an asshole. Sometimes, I mean, yeah. They might not have money. You get a lot of money, and you become more of what you are. You know, you know a person's how a, tr- a true per- how a person's um, true character is. Not when they have nothing; it's when they have everything. Yeah. So I'll, I mean, yeah. I always say if you want to see a person's true character, watch how they treat people who can't do anything for them. Well, there right. you go. So yeah, like when you're a multimillionaire, it's not too many people that can do stuff for you. So if you're just an asshole to them, then you're just an asshole. Yeah. Asshole. That's how I justified uh, when I when I played. I had these uh, you know, when everybody was having that that whole discussion about if Floyd Mayweather could read or not. Yeah. Remember that? Wait, did that come from your show? Well, I, well, yeah. I played the audio because I had audio clips of him reading drops from the other room. And that was very horrible. But it didn't actually come from me. It actually came from 50 Cent and Jimmy Kimmel speaking about him not being right. able to read. But well, you had the like, drops, though. Yeah, I had the actual audio of him reading. Yeah, we played that recently on our show. And I guess we did credit you. But I didn't remember it until you just said that that yeah. actually came from your show. Absolutely. Floyd was not... Not good. Uh, no, he wasn't. And I was kind of messed up on my part because he had been to the Breakfast Club a few times before. But I mean, content is king, baby. When you, you got a show to do. That is funny. When, when something like that happens, you have to make a quick decision between, do I have loyalty to this guy or yes. this? the fucking listeners are going to go crazy for this? I have to do it. You got to do it for the people, though. Because I, I, got, I got a rule that you either got to be of the people or of the industry. Because when you're of the industry, then you worry about those relationships. You worry about having friendships with the artists and the athletes and all that kind of stuff. And when you're of the people, you'll just always speak for the people and do the things that the people want to hear. I felt like I had, a, I had, I felt like I had to do that for the people. I even though I, I still feel bad about that, even though he's an asshole. He's a I, jerk. I watch you. <laughs> is you he an to... asshole, though? Is he? Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. you don't so. know what's, a, what's the persona and what's not. I didn't yeah. hate him when I met him, but I, I thought, like, eh, he wasn't, like, a lot of other fighters. Like, Bernard Hopkins is just an awesome guy. Oh, like, I love there. Bernard. I love yeah. Bernard. Does he, t- like, he sits there, and I'm, I've talked to Matt about it. He does a thing that's not meant to be alpha. He touches a lot. He's yeah, a guy yeah, who yeah, invades yeah. your space, and he puts yeah. his hand. But he, uh, you don't feel like he's trying to alpha you. He's just a... a, 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 a he's a touchy-feely talker. A touchy-feely talker. Yeah, that's who Bernard Hopkins is. I love Bernard. He comes on the Breakfast Club a lot. I love interviewing Bernard. And he's one of those boxers whose whose brains are still in perfect shape. Like Bernard, it sounds like he just walked off a, a, out of a fucking an economics yeah. court. Like no fighting has not affected his thinking at all. I agree. And he's smart. He's smart, and uh, he has something to say. I, I feel like that with anybody though, athletes, you know, millionaires, whatever you are. If you have something to say, I'm I'm all ears. Right. Yeah. But some of those guys, I watched you interview Kanye. And I, I like the fact you said that my for the people are for the uh, the industry, and you 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 said a couple of uncomfortable things to him, and I'm like I was like I really admire that because it's not easy to say to a guy, especially a guy you like and a guy that you kind of have a relationship. But you told him that you liked his older stuff better, and you felt that he had become materialistic. Mm-hmm. Were there times when you wanted to say stuff, but you kind of like I should have, but I just didn't because I liked the guy. Never because I, I don't want to 
I, I, I don't, I don't, I want to be able to sleep at night. Like I don't want to be in my bed thinking over and over. Damn, I should have said this. Yeah. Oh, damn, I should have said that. Like that, that, that drives me crazy. And then a guy like Kanye, like I'm, I am a fan at the end of the day. I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of a lot of stuff. So as a fan, if I consume your music, if I go to your concerts, if I buy your merchandise, I should be able to tell you if I think your shit is whack or not. Who has reacted badly? Oh man, I mean. Probably the, the most the most terrible reaction probably was Birdman. I'm, I'm sure. Who's Birdman? I don't know. Birdman is a rapper. Well, he's not. A, he is a rapper, but he's also the CEO of Young Money, Cash Money. So like Drake, Lil Wayne, Nicki oh, okay. Minaj, all those artists are his. And you know, he had pictures of him and Lil Wayne kissing each other in the mouth. And um, a lot. He 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 has this reputation of not paying his artists and not paying his bills in general. But he's like this multi millionaire guy. So um, I would always question why would anybody ever sign to him. Like, if you know sure. this guy has a history of not paying you, why would you sign to him? And so, like, he came to the Breakfast Club with, like, six guys, six or seven guys. Birdman, and, we're Birdman. talking about. Yeah, and he walked in, and it, the interview lasted about two minutes, 30 seconds. What did what you say to him? <laughs> uh, well, he walked in, and he was like, I'm a, he said, I'm going to tell all three of y'all. That's what he said, tree. He said, tree. Because <laughs> three of us, he said, tree. He said, all three of y'all, put some respect on my name. You know, and then he, this is, like, basically a bunch of veil threats and all kind of stuff like that. So I just asked him, I said, well... Did you ever approach any of the rappers that been talking shit to you? <laughs> like, yeah. like, why you pull up on the radio, people? Go talk shit to the guys yeah, sure. that actually want the action. And it, like, he walked out. And that's when he fucking Birdman flew the coop right he there. flew the coop. All right. Two minutes, 30 seconds. Was, Birdman. Was, was, well, he heard that you had been saying things. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're nationally syndicated. We're on in 70 markets, and we're on the Armed Forces Network. That's 150 countries, so... It's kind of hard to say something and not be hurt. <laughs> yeah, and you realize that everything you say, you have to, you kind of have to stand because radio guys get into wars because you have a lot of time to kill. Like you said, content is king, so you yeah. have hours every day to talk. Yeah. So the last thing you want to do is be like to look like a pussy in front of the radio audience because there's t- twenty hours a week of them to hear it. I don't mind looking like a pussy. I mean, I've been, you know, I've, I've, I've had guys try to jump me in the street and I took off running. I I've seen that video, but there was three <laughs> of them and one of you. I didn't blame four, you. Four, but who's oh, counting? Why, you know why, why, why got holding the camera in that situation? Why were they trying to jump you? I really don't know. <laughs> it wasn't fucking like, Birdman's crew, was it? Nah, this was okay. before. This was like this was two, Birdman was last year, 2016. This had to be like 2011. Sounds like a super villain, Birdman. Yeah, so <laughs> it was like four dudes. They tried to jump me in front of the station with the camera out. So I already knew what that was. That's a setup. You just want to embarrass me. You world just, star, world star, baby. Yeah. You just looking for a world star moment. <laughs> and so I'm like, I, I don't mind looking pussy in that moment. You punch me in the back of the head. I don't know what's going on. Well, yeah. this three guys getting out of there is a victory. You know, I mean, you could be a, you could be a bad bad motherfucker in the Absolutely. street, but you know, three guys is three guys. But what I did, so I ran right into the radio station, yeah. ran right upstairs, got on the microphone, and immediately started talking about it. Didn't yeah. put no sauce on it. Didn't try to be like, yeah, and I fucked them up, and yeah. I did this, yeah. and I did that. Like, I told the truth. Yeah. Dudes punched me in the back of the head. I took off. Oh, they hit you. They got yeah, you. Yeah, dude oh. hit me once. Because one guy had the camera, and he was in front of me. And so I didn't see the other guy come up behind me, which I should have been paying more yeah. attention. And then he punched me in the back of the head, Good. and I took off running. And then like a car came, and then like I like stopped in front of the car and then turned around to see what was going on, because you know a part of me was like, yeah. I'm gonna go fuck, fuck this dude up. Yeah. But then I see two other dudes coming running from across yeah. the street. And I'm like, oh hell no. Do you know? Did you ever find out what it was about or who they were? No, I didn't. Not at all. So it was something you said that somebody didn't like, and they just yeah. I mean, like like you said, I'm on the radio four hours a day every day. Yeah. Up, up until that point, I had been on the radio two years in New York. So I'm sure I said something. Well, I'll tell you, that, that episode sure had enough content. I guess you were, right? Oh, that when, was great. When, I, lo- I love those. Those are the best stories. Yeah. The, the ones that act, stuff that actually happens to you, that's the best content. This stuff, and Jimmy, you've been radio a long time. This stuff that ever happened to you, like outside, like it could be a stressful moment, but do you ever take comfort in going, all right, at least I got some shit to talk about on air, even if it's a stressful moment at the time? Your private that- life's destruction is, nothing makes listeners happier than when you're falling <laughs> apart. Yes. 
My life, your entertainment. I mean, I like uh, I like self-deprecating people, but I like people who just live their truth. Yeah. You know, when you live your truth, nobody can use your truth against you. Like, I, I got a book out uh, called Black Privilege, Opportunity Comes to Those Who Created. This is a New York Times bestseller, but one of the principles is live your truth. And that's the Eminem and 8 Mile theory. Because at the end of uh, 8 Mile, yeah. Eminem said everything about himself that his opponent could possibly say. So his opponent was, was just speechless. Yeah. So it's just like, that's how you got to live your life. Like, anything that's going on in your life, just own it. Take it to the airwaves. And it is a great, like you said, they can't get you with it if you tell if you tell on yourself they can't hurt you with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So a part of it is like there's things in my life I've been ashamed of my whole life or things I didn't like. And I'm like the fear of them getting out. I'm like, okay, here's how you get them out. You say them and you own them and you're not embarrassed by them. And if you're not embarrassed by them, people people can still say things, but they can't hurt you with it. It makes for the best stories. Like I tell the story all the time about how my wife, because I've been with my, my, my wife since 1998. But we got we only oh. been married three years, you know. Saying yeah, uh, that's one of those weddings. We, we, we black, so yeah. you, know, you know, I had to test the car out for sixteen years before I. Decided <laughs> Did she push to you into getting married? Nah, she didn't push me. I read her diary, and um, it was she was like writing in her diary why isn't she good enough to be married? And Did you really like read that. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my daughter was asking me why we don't have the same last name. So like. Little stuff like that. It wasn't a push though. Like yeah, I yeah. wanted to do it. <laughs> you wanted to. Not to be a prick. Was she leaving the diary like kind of open and like on your pillow? Or no, <laughs> I, I stumbled across it when I was moving the mattress. She uh, had it like up under the mattress, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" So of course, come on. What man does not read his woman's diary? I, I, come on. I, I would want to, and a part of me wants to find something that's going to hurt my feelings too, because mm -hmm. I, I like that feeling of being <laughs> wounded, that feeling of being like fucking wronged or cheated. Did you find anything that got to you, or was it all loving stuff? That was the only thing that got to me, because it, it made me start questioning myself. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Yeah. Like, you got a great woman here. Why? Yeah. Why don't you lock it down? She's been down with you from day one. Like, literally yeah. the first time I ever. Filled out an application at a radio station. She drove me yeah. in a 280 Datsun, like a 76 280 two-door Datsun. Like, I didn't have a license back then. So it's just like, why wouldn't I want to spend the rest of my life with somebody like that? How I'm hard is it going? You get successful, though. How hard is it to not stray? Like, it, it becomes, you know. Oh, I definitely fucked other women. Oh, you have? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And did she catch you or did you tell her? <laughs> oh, yeah, she definitely caught me. How'd she catch you? Um, being stupid, you know what I'm saying? Thinking that. She's not paying you any attention, but then you got girls texting your phone, and my dumbass don't have a privacy thing, so it's just, just so the, wait. Just so there. the first line comes up in the oh my god, so <laughs> bad. Uh, eggs, girls like I want that mad eggplant emojis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this dumb shit, <laughs> stupid shit. Sending girls gifts. You know what I mean? And not yeah. realizing that the email confirmations, the one eight hundred flowers dot com uh, confirmations coming wow. to you. Stupid shit. Dumb yeah. shit. But you know, you just you just gotta own it and keep it moving. I mean, we both yeah. did dirt. Like yeah. she went to college. Every girl goes through their whole phase in college. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she fucked the freaking guy in college and talked about how big his dick was like that's I'm, all i'd want to hear about by the way that's bruh, all i would want to hear about bruh. how big his dick was listen when i found out about it as, as a man that's the first thing you ask the first thing you ask is sure. like how big was his dick and yeah. was he better than me yeah and yeah. like she was like i mean he wasn't necessarily better i'm like well was he bigger and she was like yo i never seen no shit like that in my life <laughs> you know what i'm saying so i was traumatized so i was like like i don't know if you if you've ever read double xl or the source magazine but in the back of those magazines they have these thing called magna rx pills yeah and the pills are supposed to make your dick bigger yeah i ordered some of those okay. and i was doing the exercises that like it's exercise where you grab the tip of your penis it's on soft and you just stretch it and then you're supposed to take the pills two or three times a day i was doing all of that shit just trying to get a bigger dick because sure. i was just traumatized 
But did it? Bother, see, for me, I had the same thing with an ex girlfriend. The guy I saw, uh, she he had a porno dick, and I was like, it was going to ruin the relationship. I wouldn't be able to have sex with her. Yeah. So I finally made her start telling me about it, and I'm like, just tell me about it. Was it better? And she was like, yeah, it stretched me, and I would fuck her, and I would, I couldn't not come when she would. I, I made that torment <laughs> a part of my sexuality. I made that fucking torment a part of me getting off. And that was how I owned it, was by doing that. Because otherwise, you, it was going to wreck things. I thought that, Jack, did you ever want to be a cuckold? Like, uh, want to be a cuckold? You, you think, of, I've I, been talking about cuckolding for, for uh, 12 years. You like that, though? I love the idea of it, yeah. You love the idea love of that. Love Nothing you pulls the fucker from the back and take both of your thumbs, lick them, and just stick both of your thumbs in her asshole. <laughs> Deep. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes, yeah, so oh. a girl tells you to her that she's fucked a guy whose dick is big. Oh, that's what you're, you're actually fucking her and asking her about it, and she's talking about how big his dick is. You take both of your thumbs, yeah. stick them in her goddamn asshole, and then just pull a little bit, just a little tug, like just that. To, just, yeah. to, just to make just her like, oh, tug. that's all. That's, that's all. what you get. I kind of liked it, and now I kind of like I like hearing about it because it feels pornographic. It feels inappropriate. Like yeah. I like things that feel inappropriate. I'm from the south, man. You know, we go to the strip clubs and freaking, you know, take your whole foot and stick it in a girl's vagina and wiggle your toes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't really like it up north because up north if you go to a strip club you can't even touch the girl. Boston is a two foot rule. There's a two foot rule in Boston where we went to a strip club and the girl could not come within two feet doing the, it was it was awful. Really? Not only you could not touch her, there was the two foot rule. Yeah, disgusting. It was I'm disgusting. Not even a strip club guy, man. I, I don't want to get paid to fucking get a hard on. I the first time you I ever know? got head was in a strip club. Oh well, that's different. The yeah, free was, or the cost you? It was twenty dollars, but it was twenty dollars per song. And I was a rookie to the game, so I gave the girl $20, but I walked into the champagne room during the ah. middle of the song. So I got head for like a minute, 30 seconds, and then when she stopped, I'm like, yo, what's up? I didn't feel like I got my $20 sure. worth. Yeah. And she was like, well, you got to give me another 20 I'll do it through the song. I'm like, ha, oh, I ain't got that kind of money. Yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you get to finish or no? No. So that whole shit about the champagne room, what Chris Rock said is bullshit, yeah. huh? Shit goes down in there. It's too much money, though. It's too much money, and their job is to keep you on the hook. Their yes. job is to keep you on the hook as yeah, long as yeah, they can. Yeah, yeah. I never liked them either. They don't. They weren't dirty enough. After a while, after a while, you start to need. I, I need to finish. I need to climb. I can't do it in, the, in a strip club. But you know, I mean, down south, especially in, in our culture, like the, the strip club isn't just like a place to go see chicks. Like you go there, listen to music. The food yeah. is amazing. You know what I mean. Plus, it's a good after-hour spot when you leave the regular club. You just go in there, chill, eat some wings, some fries. Girls are dancing. You hear records you don't normally hear anywhere else. It's just a good time. Yeah, it was Vinny, uh, Vinny Paul was in Pantera, has a place in Dallas, a strip club. I forget what it's called, but the fucking food was... Uh, uh, it was actually a club or there's another club. There was, a, there was a strip club in Dallas mm -hmm. that had one of the best steaks I ever had in my life. I don't know if it was his. One of the best dicks you ever had in your life? No, steaks. <laughs> oh, steaks. Hey, I was like, what? No, no, no. The best, dicks I've, <laughs> the best dicks I've always had are on women with lovely breasts. Got you, got you, um, got you. Uh, no, the best steak. I think it was in... Um, I think it was in uh, the lodge. That's not his club, but it was like it was great food. Strip clubs got great food, man. Yeah, you think you're not going to eat in a strip club, but they're like in the south. Maybe I've never gone in the north. We're in the south. Uh, I'm from South Carolina. Did I'm you you get into radio? I remember my, the first time I heard of you. My ex girlfriend was a big Wendy Williams fan. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, yeah, this guy, this, this guy Charlemagne's on the show now. And I thought that you left when Wendy left, but did you get fired? I got fired uh, November second, two thousand and eight. And the reason I remember that because Barack Obama became president elect November third. Oh. So I got fired from Wendy's show November 2nd, 2008. That was my fourth firing in radio. Why'd you get fired from her show? Well, no, that was my third firing in radio. What had happened? That was just, well, I think it was a combination of two things. One was just economic, because they literally fired like 20, 30 people that day. Oh. Like they fired a, a rest in peace, you know, longtime radio legend Vaughn Harper. They fired a, another legendary radio personality named Champagne. Then they fired like just mad people from the sales staff, promotion department. They fired Wendy's whole staff prior to that, I think. 
except for me. So that was just the economic thing. But also, Wendy was having a lot of problems with the radio station because, um, you know, a, a good friend of mine, Nicole Spence, had sued, was suing them. Wendy and Cab. So I just think it was a combination of all of that. All of that. Oh yeah. Stuff. Sometimes they yeah. do radio guts things and they don't tell you it's coming. It's like all of a sudden it's like you're unemployed and we're flipping a the country. They don't tell you anything <laughs> is happening. Yeah. They, they never give information. They never let you say goodbye. Did they let you do a final show or they just? Oh you're no, out? hell no. I did go back though. Um, me and Kev went back when I got my morning radio job in Philadelphia. Me and Kev went back on the show for a day. Just to, just to while out. And oh, let she let you come back on? Yeah, and let everybody know I was going to do morning radio in Philly. Because at that point, she was already kind of checked out, though, because she had just started doing the show on Fox. Right. She had just got like her pilot test run. So she was kind of cl- checked out. I think she knew that she didn't want to be in the radio game no more. And how long were you with her for? I was with her from like February of 06 to November 2nd, 2008. About so, two years. No, longer than that, right? Almost three years. 06 to 08? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, almost oh, three years. Did you, did you learn anything from her? Because one thing that struck me about her was she seemed to ask unique questions and she wasn't afraid to ask people kind of personal questions, which is like, it, it, there's an art to that because you could either turn somebody off completely or you can kind of, they feel like they're obligated to answer you. Wendy by far is probably one of the best conversationalists ever. Um, and the fact that she could literally go on her show and talk for four hours straight if she needed to. Yeah. Like, no, no, literally. Yeah. Like, like with us, even the Breakfast Club, it's three of us in there and we play music. You know, we play like maybe four or five songs an hour. Wendy could literally turn the mic on and do that whole show with no music for, for four hours. Easily. Like, I mean, with, with no problems. And I mean, her show prep was just amazing because her show prep was two things. It was her reading all of the Life and Styles and Us Weeklies and OKs, but then just her regular everyday life. Like, she could take a regular trip to Barney's or a regular trip to Saks or wherever she was shopping and turn that into like a great five, ten minute bit. You know what I mean? Right. So she's just like that. That was the biggest thing that I feel like she taught me and the lesson of, you know, either being of the people or of the industry. Do you do a lot of I'm weird with prep. Like I used to do a lot of it. I would watch fucking interviews and do all this. And I've seen your stuff in the past just mm-hmm. because I knew we had to interview you at one point and we went, we ended up not doing it. But I can't do a whole lot of show prep anymore because then it feels too like I, I look at the prep sheet and a couple of ideas and then just try to just talk to somebody because I, I, mean, I which it means I miss things once in a while. I, I got to do natural prep, yeah. meaning that it's got to be shows that I'm actually watching. It's got to be a book I've actually read. It's got to be something I'm I've actually consumed. You know what I mean? I feel like when you try to do four show prep, like you know somebody's coming, so you just like oh, let me read about this person. It's like it's not the same. I'd rather them sit down in the chair. I did this to Chance the Rapper. First time I've ever met Chance the Rapper. I'm like, look, I've never listened to none of your music. I just, I just haven't. Tell me about yourself. Like, I'd rather that. Yeah. yeah. Just, like, let the conversation go wherever it goes from there. Because the worst is when they read your bio. I, I mean, you know, I'm sure you've been on the, the receiving end of doing a lot of interviews, and they just ask you fucking questions out of the bio, and you're like, oh. Especially when it's your Wikipedia <laughs> bio. Yeah. When it's your Wikipedia bio, it's the worst. Because I don't know why Wikipedia allows this, but anybody can edit shit on Wikipedia. Yeah. So it could be like, you know, in 2007, you got caught fucking a dog uh, <laughs> in New York City. Yeah, when it's actually 2006. Too, man. You know, they say I'm a fucking a performer fighter and a stand-up comic. That's a, sh- that's a fly, I swear to God. You I'm did do a, stand-up. I did one fucking, I'm not, yeah, but that's a, that's Are you not, a fighter? You look like a former fighter. I used to fight, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah he was yeah, champion in the UFC. Oh, wow, wow, did, you wow, say, wow. did you say former heavyweight? Welterweight champion. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a heavyweight now. Now you got yeah. an athletic build. You got oh, a, thanks, yeah, man. You got a, you got Square a, build. A fighter build. <laughs> thanks, man. Yeah, I've been retired for a little bit. But it says former fucking, and also a stand-up. That's like a, that's, that's a insulting the stand-ups. Yo, because I'm a, I'm a silly guy, but I'm not a fucking stand up, and I'll be the first guy to say that. Chris, the producer, listen, you're not my personal fucking guy. Can we get that changed? 
He's like, yo, I'm not your personal fucking assistant. But seriously, the Wikipedia, who can I, I talk to? I can that? maybe go on. Thank you, Chris. I agree with you with the comic thing because people like to say that to me all the time. Like, yo, you're a comedian. Like, no, I'm not. I'm a radio it's person. Insult, right? it's, it's an insult to stand up. Stand up yeah. is an art. Have you oh, ever tried I, to get on that stage with yeah, a microphone yeah. and make people laugh? I did it once. Fuck that. Yeah, but you I do a laugh. podcast with uh, Andrew. Andrew's a funny stand up. Hilarious. He's a One funny of the guy. Best. It's just that he can't. Uh, he, his his, his career is not going the way it needs to on the stand up circuit because he's white and male. You think? Yeah, it's not a good time for white male stand-up comics. <laughs> yeah, we've taken a bit of a beating, but... No, no, it is. It's not, it's not good. Like, I mean, you think about... What's the, what's the last four specials you've seen? Um, I don't watch any stand-up. <laughs> okay. Maybe you um, Jimmy. I, I, the, the last full special I've watched was mine editing it. I don't like to watch... Yeah. I didn't watch Dave's because uh, I love Chappelle, but he's... Dave, just, black male. I won't watch it. he's it. a legend, so he don't count. Chappelle doesn't really count. count. Let's talk about the... Ali Wong. Ali Wong. Ali Wong, yes. Uh, she's an Asian woman. That's right? true. Tiffany Haddish. Yes. She's a black did woman. Did she do a special? I know yes, she's in the she film. Did, okay. She did, she, she did uh, it's called uh, She's Ready from the Hood to Hollywood. Okay. Um, uh, Hassan Minaj. Yep. And then there was another guy that just came out recently. He's like a uh, Indian, Muslim, something. Yeah. I don't know. Mexican, Is, maybe? I don't it's know. It's on HBO. But I'm just saying, it's hard for white males in stand up comedy. Right? I prefer that. different, though. Like, Jimmy, you got your own unique, twisted, perverted humor. Yeah, I'm me. Um, <laughs> But also, Norm MacDonald's one of my favorite. He just did something on Netflix also. He's got that. He's got a very unique sense of humor. Well, it's hard now, too, because not just because there's so many coming out. Like, even Dave's people talked about, or Seinfeld's people talked about, and then a week later, Ali Wong did one, and she had three weeks of no other specials. And plus, she was a pregnant Asian woman, which is something you don't always see. Diversity, baby. Yeah, I love it, because it makes me not feel as bad about myself. (laughs) Yes, you're a super legend. Like the Daves, the Seinfelds, yeah. Chris Rocks are you're diverse, and then the white males are just falling in the middle. Yeah, Unless we, they got a real unique perspective. Yeah, so I'm lucky I got one. I'm happy I got yeah, one. Are you sure you? But did. I, I, you know, it, you don't know what is it going to do for me. Like, because then a week later, I was between. I think I came between Louis and Chappelle. It was like I think it was mm. Louis or Daves, and then mine, and then it was. It, it was some, like a lot's getting put out there. No, every week they have fifty two a year. They're doing. I love it though, man. I mean, I, I I'm a I'm a stand up connoisseur. I like watching stand up specials, so I, I enjoy it. Yeah, it's weird to watch. I never want to watch guys who are better. Like, bad yeah. stand-up annoys me, and great stand-up annoys me. Like, mm. watching a guy who's like, fuck, man, I wish I would have... Like, I don't want to see what Chappelle says about Trump or current events, because I'll get angry at myself yeah. when I didn't think of Did it. Did you go see his shows at Radio City? No. Oh, man. I am sure they were great. Oh, amazing, man. I see him at the Comedy Cellar once in a while. He'll come in. He used to... I, I, cause I get up in the morning, so I'm done early. But I used to see Dave all the time when he was coming in. I just... I can't watch guys anymore. It just... It's it's just too. Are you afraid of the whole Carlos Mancini? You never want to pick up stuff that you think you you you, you never want to hear something and then all of a sudden it soaks in and you don't know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I avoid it for that reason. That's why I've disconnected from social media. Actually, do you do you not tweet at all? No, I stopped. And and like I used to be a heavy tweeter. You know what I mean? I used to be a heavy everything, Twitter, Snapchat, all that stuff. And I disconnected simply because like. I think we all fall into this lane of group thinking, don't even realize it. Like before you even get to consume something, you've read all of these different opinions about it and you hear all of these different things about it and it whoops your perception of it, whether you know it or not. So it's just like, I'd rather just disconnect, man. I like having those fresh thoughts. I like watching things myself and this is what I think about it. You know, this is my original fresh thought. What do you think about the negativity of the? T- I, I was on Twitter. I got I got hello. I'm still on Instagram, but I, I would tell Jimmy, I just even the little. I, it's not that I don't have thick skin as a fighter. Of course, I've 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 dealt with criticism, but it's just the little fucks just adding their two cents. Yeah, and, you, and it's just 
I just got. I, I'm. I, I tell you, I've been off it for I don't know how long. You guys know because I got. I would off say it. about six months, maybe and more. Probably more than that. But I just, I'm. I definitely do not miss it. It's you a very I mean? toxic place. And the, yeah. the thing about Instagram, I like is, you can post, but you really have to go out of your way to read the captions. Yeah, like yeah. you got to go out of your way yeah. to read the captions. With Twitter, exactly. you open it up first and you say "fuck boy," piece of shit, <laughs> pussy ass, fuck yeah. boy. I hope you die. Yeah. Like you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that's the, like I don't want Just that. The negativity in your life. I ain't got time for it. Me neither. The hardest thing is this: if you do it, is to not look at the at mentions. Because mm-hmm. for me to promote a gig or whatever, there's still something valuable in it. But how, I was for a while I was not reading the at mentions and all, and that helped a lot. Like I'm saying what I want to say, which is a comic. That's what you do. You know, you, you don't ask their opinion in the audience. You say it, and then you just kind of let it go where it goes. Yeah. But it's hard not to take it off your phone. That's what I did. I took Twitter off my phone, Snapchat, Facebook. Yeah. So when you take it off your phone, it's not like you know you. you, you I don't mind at the devil's playground. So you're sitting around yeah. the airport. You're sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. Just walking down the street. You look at the shit. Like just take it off your phone. Do when you do you, it at home? No. Yeah, oh, I tweet. Don't... I tweet from the radio station when I get there, just to say hey. We're on. Sure. This feature's up next. This guest is up next. Other than that, I'm not even paying that shit no attention. Yeah, a few people have said that. And I kind of, uh, when I was off it, I felt better. Yes. Because even the positive yes. feedback, you're living from comment to comment to comment. You suck and you're great. One makes you feel good, one doesn't. But they're both just giving you a warped perception of yourself. Well, that's another principle I have. Uh, you know, my father would always tell me, you're never as good as they say you are. And you're never as bad as they say you are. But it's kind of hard on social media to believe either, either one. Right. Because there's so many people telling you that yeah. you're bad that eventually it will soak into your brain and you'll start questioning, am I really that fucked up? You get a ton of nice things and then there's just one little prick that says that's something that's and you're it. just like, oh, that's what you concentrate on. And, and even though you got a dozen nice things or more, at least that's me. And then I'm like, hi, little fucker. Um, you know? I'm 100% just, with you. I'm 100% with you. I, I, I wish there was a place on social media where you could go to get real opinions. Yeah. Real POV, not just a bunch of dickheads yeah. who are sitting at home miserable and yeah. they want to transfer the negative energy they're feeling into your exactly. life. Yeah, and a lot of times they say things, the, the people like, you don't mind the positive. Well, that's because positive things are people things people will say to you personally. Yeah. Yes. The, the negative annoys you because you know they'd never say it to you personally. I'm doing stand-up 27 years. Yeah. I don't think anyone's ever come up to me and said something horrible. I've had a couple people criticize mildly, but no one's ever come up and said something con- like, Confrontational. You've never been heckled like that? Oh, in the audience, heckling, yeah. But I mean, person to person. Because in the audience, it's still part of the show. I've been screamed at. Um, but but ne- never after the show. Like, yeah. no one's ever come up and went, yeah, I didn't like that because I think that was shit. And that joke, one guy asked me about a retarded joke I did. He's like, why do you do that? And he actually made uh, me think. But he actually made me think. So I'm like, I didn't have a good justification for it. Is, so it, like, hard, yeah. is it hard to tell jokes in this era? Because it's like everything offends people. Like, I saw James Corbin this weekend. And he was making his jokes about Harvey Weinstein. And I'm like, why are y'all mad that he's making jokes about a rapist? Yeah. Like People got cl- upset about it? Yes. It was like, it's, it's, it's disrespectful to the victims. I'm like, how? All the jokes were about yeah. Harvey. Yeah. People are so damn uptight now. All totally PC and just, you can't, it's just, it's just, it's just fucking brutal. It's I difficult. Yeah. It, it is. Uh, but you, you, you navigate it. It's like anything else. I mean, years ago it was the church you couldn't make fun of. And now it's, hey, be careful what you say about Muslims. There's always something that bothers people. I've never seen it. I mean, I grew up off, you know, sneaking to watch Eddie Murphy delirious and raw and, you know, watching yeah. Chris Rock bring the pain. <laughs> like I thought that anything was, uh, was, was, was a go when it came to like making fun of stuff and living color and living color would never make it in this era. Chappelle's show probably wouldn't even make it in this era. And the opening, color, definitely not. The opening scene of Chappelle's show with the clan, the white clan, yes. that, that would have had to be edited for language. They would uh. never have used the killer line at the end. And, and Comedy Central showed that. I was like, this show is going to be great. And who got time for that? Like, who got time to actually 
think about who may who this may offend. If it's smart POV, I'm cool with it. Like we got to stop doing that. We got to stop stifling people's point of view. As long yeah. as it's not dangerous rhetoric or it's harmful to anybody, yeah. if it's just a smart POV, why not? I listened to what James Corbin said. James Corbin said, you know, it's hard to watch Harvey Weinstein in hot water. And he was like, literally, that's what the victim said. It's hard that's watching funny. Harvey Weinstein in hot water. <laughs> now, maybe, maybe that one because they was like, oh, well, that's Harvey's friend and he's saying it's hard to watch yeah. Harvey in hot water. But, yo, that's a real emotion. Yeah. Even though Harvey may be a piece of shit for everything that he's done to these women. Yeah. If you're his friend, sure. you can feel bad for both. Yeah. You can feel bad for the women that it happened to and you can feel bad that your friend was a piece of shit. Yeah, no yeah. one's mad at Malcolm Jamal Warner for kind of saying nice things about Cosby because we get it. <laughs> we get it. Cosby gave him a fucking break of a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. well, and plus when they pulled it off the air, that's Malcolm Jamal Warner's fucking syndication money going mm-hmm. down the toilet. So I kind of got why all of those actors were like rallied. You know, that was their future going down the toilet because he was a shitty guy. But yeah, it's weird. People get so angry at, at people joking about things. And it's like, I don't understand. Do you guys get shit at the station at all for that? Oh, like, all the time. You do? Oh, my God. I, I mean, that's another reason I, I di- disconnected from social media because, um, you know, I just feel like certain conversations shouldn't happen on, online because it's too easy to be misconstrued. You got 140 characters. I guess now you got 280. But, like, I, would, I remember I posted a tweet one time where I said um, it would be dope if a woke woman of color you know, uh, uh, cr- created a platform to control her narrative and become a voice, control our narrative and become a voice like uh, the, the political pundit Tommy Lauren did. Oh, my sisters rained down on me. Oh, yeah. it was fire and fury. Why? You know, because they felt like I was saying they should be more like Tommy Lauren, which I wasn't. I was just saying we need that yeah. type of infrastructure. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We need that type of platform for our women to be, you know, voices. And so... I explained it. I even gave examples after that initial tweet, even before I even got the backlash. But nobody cares about that. They saw that first tweet and they rained down on me. Most recently, you know, Little Duval, my friend, who's a stand-up comedian, he came on the show and my co-host DJ Envy asked him about the transgender community and, you know, what if he slept with a transgender and then found out that the the, the woman uh, was born a a man. And I think Duval's first reaction was like, yo, somebody got to die. And I'm like, bro, you can't. Yeah, do that. You can't say that. You can't just yeah. go around killing transgenders. That's a hate crime. And then he was like, "No, I didn't say that." And then he explained, "If I was deceived in that manner, I would be so mad I would want to kill somebody." Yeah. And I was like, "You know, well, that's a whole nother. That is another conversation yeah. to be had. It's a conversation sure. about disclosure. But then right now we're talking about the killing of transgender women, which at the time I didn't know that. I think." 14, 15 transgender women had been killed this year. Yeah. So I didn't know that. So I understand why that community was so sensitive. But they came down on me like I made the comments. Right. Yeah. And I was the person who said, yo, you can't do that. That's a yeah. hate crime. I specifically yeah. said to him, you can't go around just killing transgenders. And that's just a reaction a guy's having in what is a conversation. Yes. A guy going, someone has to die. That's a figure, you know, yeah. hey, if I tell you, I'm going to have to kill you. Like there are certain things that are just figures, that are expressions. And we yes. all know that the person, if he got fooled, tricked or whatever he might be angry and he might react uh by hitting the person but he probably wouldn't you know yeah but i mean if 15 transgender women have been killed this year then you can understand why they're oh yeah sensitive about it trust me i'm a fan of the community i get it (laughs) (laughs) yo i think andrew told me that you do like sleeping with Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah, not yeah, fucking yeah, around. Yeah, he said yeah. you're open about it. I remember that. He yeah. told me that a while ago. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But it's funny how like one. I, I, they can I, never call you transphobic ever. Oh, they have. I did a <laughs> Kate, I did a Caitlyn joke. It wasn't even a nasty joke. It was a joke about her saying she thought about running for public office. So I tweeted a joke about it. Not just literally about how we know a person as one thing and now we know you as something else. 
and they fucking Fur! he's transphobic and it's like I, I don't I mean again if I said something horrible sure just because I like who I like doesn't mean I'm you know I can't be accused of saying something shitty but that wasn't even the point of the joke but like yeah. you said nobody wants to hear uh, what you were trying to say they yeah. want to react a certain way and that's they it. want to justify their feelings yes and then if you have an explanation for it that kind of takes away their initial yes. anger they don't want. They don't want it anymore. You but, can get Caitlyn jokes off now. They they don't even rock with her in that community no more. No, but they always say that. But if they feel like Caitlyn is something that they can, it's, it's almost like if somebody wants to springboard into mm -hmm. being angry at you or springboard, they did because like, you're right. A lot of the trans girls hate Caitlyn. They're like she doesn't represent us and she doesn't. Why is that though? I don't know. I think plus she's probably like a, a Republican. Yeah, she's, it's she's the a conservative aspect. But how'd you get into transgender women? Just it just happened. I don't know. I like it's one of those things that you like you you like who you like. And growing up, I just was like, Ugh. and yet you yeah. don't have any attraction to to guys. No. Like he doesn't. No, no, just you know. like the women. Throw a wig on me in high heels. You don't get attracted. Nah, you wouldn't do it for me. You your voice would kill it. Where you right? from? Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna. Come on, kiss it, Daddy. Oh, God. where you from? Uh, Jersey, Central Jersey. <laughs> so you saw a lot of transgender women growing up? You, no, it was in porn. It was the first time I saw it was in porn. It was gotcha. like in uh, in magazines, and I was like, hmm. But then you date girls, and I still date women, and. But then you start to find as you get older, like when you have money, because I would spend money. Gotcha. And I would start to kind of explore that too. And I like that just as much. So I, I don't have an explanation for it any more than why you know why you like tall women or some guys like fat women. Like, why I like a fat ass. Well, I get <laughs> Sorry, that. Sorry, I, like I, mean, <laughs> I, I get that too. <laughs> no, but I that's like real though. I mean, I guess that's what it really <laughs> ultimately boils down to. Like, I think everybody's doing too much explaining of what it is that they're into. Yeah. Like, let me live my motherfucking life. And not only, not only too much explaining, people give a fuck too much. Who cares? It's amazing how people, how it affects anybody else. Like, the, the idea that anybody cares about it is crazy to me. Exactly. Like, why, why do you care who's... As long as someone's not a pedo, and they're not into victimizing... Like, Harvey wants to be shitty just because he victimized people. Yes. Yes, you should, you should never put somebody in a position where they have to compromise themselves for yeah. that position. It, it, it's an awkward thing, especially when someone's got a movie role on the line, and you're like, you know that you're going to fuck your career up. Like, when you're a boss of a studio... Yeah. I, it's not like the old days. I mean, when O'Reilly went down, uh, Roger Ailes went down, he went down. You can't do that shit. It's anymore. an abuse of power. And you know what? You know, we talk about uh, boxes and guys that are multimillionaires who have money, they're assholes. You're an asshole if you're in a position of power and you yeah. use that position of power to make somebody compromise themselves. Yeah, it's because like, it's humiliating for that person. Yeah. It's fucking morally just wrong. <laughs> I mean, fucking. I mean, shit. guys do it all the time. Guys yeah. use whatever position they're in sure. to get pussy. Yeah. But come on, man. Like, you know, like that's just a big scream. And I think, and, it, and, it, and it, I can see what it does to the victims. It hurts the victims because it makes the victims feel like, damn, am, am I not good enough? Like later on in life, when you think about it, you're like, damn, am I not good enough? Did I have to fuck this person for this role? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's got to make you question, especially if you make it after that, like, fuck. And if you make it, you go like, why did I do that? I might have gotten it anyway. It's I like an asterisk to... by it. It's like right. steroid error. Yes, it's like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. fucking uh, Maguire or, 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 or Bonds' home run record. There's something that it seems a little bit tainted yeah. because it's not what it was. That whole thing's like a bad movie. What? It's like, so, well, the thing with the, with the with Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. It oh, just seems movie, like yeah. something out of a movie. Just like, you want this roll doll? You know, and now he's saying that there's uh, there's like all these rape charges against him. Like fucking Christ! Oh, the man. screenplay is there. I mean, yeah. uh, the only other sexual case that was more horrifying than Harvey Weinstein was Jerry Sandusky. His was bad, and his name is like it's like Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Jerry Sandusky. It's a bad, bad name. Like when are they going to make the Jerry Sandusky horror movie? <laughs> Sounds scary. <laughs> Penetration State University. <laughs> Shit. Like when are they going to make? That one? Yeah, you, you, it starts off, you hear like a shower, you see smoke, and then you just hear, 
You're like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, Tim. You, you ever read the transcript where the coach said he was walking through the showers and he heard like some slapping in a rhythmic pattern? Yeah. And then he looked and he saw Sandusky with the guy. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, what was his name? Um, McQuery? I think yeah. it was McQuery. I don't know. Uh, red-headed joke? guy. I believe so. McQuery, I think was his name. Yeah, something McQuery. But he said he got fired or something for that. Um, or he caught a lot of shit. But now they're saying Paterno knew for years. It's just an ugly, I ugly. believe that. I do too. I believe that it was a culture. I don't believe Jerry Sandusky was the only one. I can't prove it, but I just don't think that somebody does something like that you know, so because that's openly. If you're having sex with a little boy in the shower at the gym, then that's a routine. Somebody, that's something y'all do. You have a certain comfort with it. Yeah, you don't have that comfort level if you're like really hiding. Like that's like eyes wide shut type of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find it? Or it no? is Mike McQuarrie. Mike yeah. McQuarrie. Yeah. Hey, are they doing? Uh, you talked about comedy. Is is uh, I don't know if you know this or not. There was rumors that Epps was going to play Richard Pryor. Do you know if that's true or no? I heard about that. Um. I think I think it is still gonna be Mike Epps. I mean, I remember, I remember they was flirting with uh, Marlon Wayans at one point, but I think Mike Epps is back on to do it. I think uh, it's, a, it's a Lee Daniels project. I think Jay Z's involved in some way. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's going down. Yeah, it's funny you talked about Eddie Murphy and Raw. That that was the first thing that made me realize I was getting old. Was I was a Richard Pryor fan, and then the generation uh, like the, the class below me when they started talking about Eddie Murphy and all his stuff and not Pryor. I'm like, Ugh. like that was the first shot I had. Like, yeah. I, age means something. Like, what is important to me is not important to these oh, guys. Oh, absolutely. It's all generational. I mean, I grew up off, you know, Chris Rock and Chappelle. Like, those are my idols. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, I mean, I love Eddie Murphy too, but I was really young. That was my father's era. You yeah. Know what I mean, for me, it was the Chris Rock Chappelles. It was the, you know, the Keenan Ivy Wayans, Damian Wayans, you know, a living color, like Martin. How, like, how old are you? 38. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. my, that's, that's my stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, we have, uh, I guess that we only had X amount of time with you. Um, in the book, what's the name of the book? It's called Black Privilege. Opportunity comes to those who created eight principles that I learned in my life that I'm just sharing with the people. And it's available uh, now. It's, it's New York available Times. everywhere. It was on the New York Times bestsellers list for two months. That's nice. Um, it's been out since April. You know, it's, it's available everywhere. It's just, I, I think it's a pretty good book. You know, I'm not smart enough. Like, I love self-help. Like, I love, like... Malcolm Gladwell and Wayne W. Dyer and Don Miguel Ruiz, but they use a lot of historical um, examples of things to back up their principles. I'm not that smart. So yeah. I just use historical examples from my life to back up my principles. Well, you're an interesting guy, Matt. You're really honest. And, uh, you're, you're, you're On the radio, I know you really you, you're, you ask what you want to ask, and you're a very truthful guy. So uh, I'm happy to talk to you finally, because we've been meaning to interview you for a long time and just right. not been able to make and, it and happen. And before you leave, just because I'm going to ask you the second anyway, where'd you come up with the God? Where'd you come up with the, the nickname? Well, I studied uh, 5% teachings growing up. You know, the 5% teachings, uh, 5% nation is like an offshoot of the nation of Islam. Um, Clarence 13X started it and they teach that the black man is God, you know, and if you, if you know the, 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 the root word of God, the God is a Greek word, Greek word derived from the Aramic words, Guma Az which means wisdom, strength, and beauty. So, um, you know, Greek students used to identify their Egyptian teachers as G-O-D, Guma Az So it's just like, I, it's just one of those things like, you know, growing up, Rakim used to be Rakim Allah and, you know, yeah. Jay-Z called himself Hover to God, Ghostface Killer. The whole Wu-Tang Clan was gods in yeah. the earth. So All it was right. just one of those things like, oh, Charlemagne the God, which really don't make no sense because Charlemagne 
is French for Charles the Great, so it'd be Charles the Great the God. But you know, that's what happens yeah. when you pick nicknames when you're 16, 17, <laughs> and high on all kinds of drugs. And it sticks. Yeah, yeah, it sticks. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good, man. Hey, well, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you, man. And go out and get the book. And uh, and you, every morning you're on, what time are you on? on uh, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Uh, Power 105.1 in New York, but you know, we're on 70 stations across the country, so pick your poison. Okay, we'll be back after this. Support for UFC Unfiltered comes from our good friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that home plays a big role in your life and family. Obviously, that's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And it's such an intimidating process for all of us. Look, this is really simple. Allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient. Our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash unfiltered. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org. Number 3030. Hey, everyone. This is ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, host of the Woj Pod. New NBA season is upon us. Perfect time to subscribe to the Woj Pod. Hear the biggest players, executives, coaches, legends of the game. On the podcast, you can subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your shows. So subscribe to the Woj Pod. New episodes drop every Wednesday. Now, here's why I should be shot. Why, Jimmy? Charlemagne, by the way, uh, really fun guy to talk to. And we knew we only had X amount of time with him. So at the end, we say goodbye. And I said, we'll be back after this. Like I'm a fucking... Like I'm a, like I'm on a light FM station. <laughs> right back, folks. After we hear from the diaper sponsors, I, I'm the worst. I could have just said, "Hold on." Adult diapers. And then and do the. Oh, I, I love a good pair of adult diapers. <laughs> hey, Jimmy. What's up? Uh, you know what we you know what Chris the producer did on the break? He fixed my Wikipedia. Do you know what it said the first time? or no? Yeah. You want me to just read you the first line? Yes, sir? I want you to. Right. The so it says it Matthew John Sarah, yeah. born June second. 1974, is an American former professional mixed martial artist, Brazilian, Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner who competed for the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Okay, former champ or uh, whatever. And then it said, and stand-up comic. That's what I'm I saying. I like that. I would take all the fighting stuff out. He's a comedian. <laughs> he's a stocky comedian. And then it also said you were a fo- current Fox analyst, which I don't think he is. He is. He's handsome. Ah, he's foxy. Put the Y on. Yeah, uh, they, maybe they meant I was foxy. He's a and that's how it ended. That was it. Yeah, that's a, well. And then you know, and then it goes on to say how you won the title All and right. everything. But oh, okay, but, well that's nice. But then I changed it to, you know, it says uh, jujitsu practitioner competed for the Ultimate Fighting Championship and co-host of the official podcast of the UFC UFC Unfiltered. Could put it. Now. What about Dana White looking for a fight? You could oh, I could put why that would too. you put, put that? that doesn't help there. me. I'm oh, sorry. Something about Jimmy in there as my my partner. By the way. Thank you, UFC. What? They finally listen to me. What? Sometimes when you fucking, you, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Are tickets for MSG fights uh, November 4th? I wouldn't know about that. Oh, okay. Are you going with me? Or are you going uh, with I don't know friend? if I'm going. I'm going to be away in LA. I'm not sure. <laughs> Here's what I know. Maybe I'll go with my wife. All right, go ahead. Wait. I said a long time ago, I want Mike Perry against Santiago Ponzinibbio. I said that to Mike Perry. Wait, that's going on? It's now announced. It is happening. Oh, shit. Waller versus uh, versus Dos Anjos. Saturday, December the 15th. I'm guessing that's the co-main, correct, Chris, as we know right now? When? I'm sorry. Um, December the 15th in uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba. That's the uh, Lawler versus Dos Anjos. It's the 16th. 16th. I am an idiot. Uh, December the 16th. Apologies. UFC Fight Night. 
And uh, Lawler versus Dos Anjos is, is an amazing fight. I don't got the same notes as you. And uh, Ponzinibbio uh, against fucking Mike Perry, number nine against number oh. 15. That's exactly yeah. what I fight. wanted. Great fight. You did call that. that I've been, but I've been asking for that for right. a while. Didn't I ask for that before he even fought Gunnar Nelson? I think I was saying I wanted Ponzinibbio, Mike Perry, before he fought Gunnar Nelson. You're absolutely right, yes. I, I, uh, and now let's see what happens. I mean... And Mike Perry even said when we interviewed, he knows Ponzinibbio hits like a fucking, like a, a freight train. Oh, yeah. And I, has Mike fought anybody who hits as hard and as accurately as Ponzinibbio? I don't know. He's fought some good fighters, but I mean, again, number 15 coming in and fighting a number nine guy, and the number nine guy has been fighting at that higher level of competition. So, well, um, Mike Perry's up. It's a huge the, test uh, for Mike Perry. a big Perry. test. Yeah. For both of these guys. But uh, I think more of a test for Mike Perry. I think someone's going to sleep, is what I think. Dude, imagine you, every time I say that, it goes five rounds. That's <laughs> why I said it, because I don't say it often. No, I know. But I, in this one, I think someone's going to sleep, unless they just both have granite, granite chins, because that's. Or if they're both so cautious. How many times have guys been so overly cautious with each other that you're like, you know what? These guys uh, are feeling each other out. I, I don't think Mike Perry and fucking cautious go together. Yeah, neither one of them. Yeah, Ponzinibbio yeah, comes right? out like no, an they, animal they, too. They, yeah. They're going to try to end it. They're going to try to make an example. You're right, but both of these guys know that the other guy, one mistake, can put you out. It's the game we play, Jimmy. It is, and I say that a lot, but I usually have piano music after. <laughs> hey, wait, this is a fight that, that already <laughs> happened, but they're doing it again here. Jose Aldo versus Ricardo Lamas. Yep. Yes. That's an interesting matchup. That's also UFC Fight Night. Lawler versus Dos Anjos. Wow, what a fucking card that is. That might be the uh, co-main. I don't know. Yeah, the bout order, I just looked. It's not determined yet. So the, they just have the fights. Well, you, put which the one did you say? Uh, I said it is Perry Ponzinibbio. And they're saying, uh, and he, he's saying it might be uh, Dos Anjos uh, Aldo. That's either one is great. Right. Well, Robbie, Robbie and, and RDA is the main event. And then I would assume Jose Aldo. Oh, did I say, oh, did I say, oh, sorry, I meant Lamas yeah, yeah. Uh, Aldo. Did I say uh, Dos Anjos? That would be a fun fight. Dos Anjos versus fucking uh, Aldo. Where would they fight? Would they fight at welterweight, you think? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, Aldo why would not? have to gain weight. Yeah. yeah, why not? Look at this. Did you, you didn't say this yet. Carlos Condit versus Neil Magny. Did you say that? Uh, we said it last week, but no, I, I have not said it this today. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, that's December that's, 30th. Yeah, that's, a, that's going to be a big card. That's a great card. Uh, it's always a good card. Alvarez uh, Gaethje is, uh, is the UFC 218, of course. That's December the 2nd from Detroit. There are some incredible fucking cards coming up. What's the headline of 219? Do we know yet? Uh, do we know the main event? Headline, I think like a comedian when I say that. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm wow, look at this. Talk to me. Holy shit, look at this. What? Look who's stepping in against fucking, uh, against uh, Fabricio Verdum, earned himself, it looks like, a fight uh, on, on the, the New York card. Walt Harris, uh, Mark uh, Gabbier. Was that already scheduled? Yeah, that was the fight that was supposed to happen when, when Walt moved up to fight Verdum. But he gave him that fight on that. Yeah, awesome. going to fight New York, yeah. I wasn't Good. sure he had a New York fight. That's good, man. Because he because he only got tapped quick. He didn't get hurt. No, he got no, tapped he quickly, right so back, he could yeah. jump back in and fight yeah, again. Yeah, he had a good attitude about it. So yeah. for that two nineteen card, it doesn't look like anything is officially named the main event. But that's Cruz, Jimmy Rivera, Cynthia Calvillo, Carlos Sparza is on that. That's Condit Magnum. Okay, wait a minute. I would, uh, 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 is Cruz, uh, Jimmy Rivera the main event? I don't know. It's not a title Unless fight. they're trying to add something they have to put much a, bigger. I mean, to me, if Connor were going to fight, that's the card he's going to fight on. I'm just saying. <laughs> he won't be ready by that. Yeah. Oh, December 30th. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. You're right. It's October. Right. Did, did you guys um, did you guys see any of the uh, the press tour with uh, with GSP and Bisping? Yeah. A little bit, yeah. It's fun. It was... it, I think it's fucking great. I think it's great. Yeah, Bisping's really Bisping, beating them up. I, I think Bisping's really... Because they're just both... 
just polar opposites. Polar opposites. <laughs> I really like, I and listen, and I like both guys. I really do. But there was a picture of, and these guys are my friends. There's a picture in Canada with John Danaher, who's my buddy, you know, the jiu-jitsu genius. And it was him with, um, Jake Shields was there. Jake Shields is, is uh, helping George prepare for this fight. And some other guys I know, Carl Massaro, Hensel Gracie Black Belt, and they're all on their wrist cards. And then fucking you see on the Instagram, Bisping commented, nerds. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's not that funny. It's very but funny. It's very, no, it actually is. It shouldn't be that funny, but it's fucking just hysterical, man. Just nerds. You got to see the picture, though. You got, is, that, you, is that that? Is that no, it? No, that's not it. I don't know. It's not a bad picture. Right. It's on it's on GSP's Instagram, and uh, it's got um it's got George, it's got uh, Gary Tonin in there. Oh, I know. George. Oh, it's uh, that one. Yeah. Look, it's not a bad picture. They look like the X Men or something. But is but just think that. Wait, do you see his comment? Is it over there? Nerd. That you is. See, fuck it. Is it there? No. You nah, see no. nerds? Just nerds. I don't know. <laughs> What a funny thing. <laughs> Bisping's fucking funny, though. He is a very, very funny And the best guy. is he touches George at these press conferences. Like, he'll go to, like, touch his muscles, and George will push him away. And then Bisping gets totally offended. Hey, man, listen. He goes, they caught it on the TMZ. They did a clip where he's going to him after the thing. He's like, hey, man, you be- I can't do an accent. But he's like, keep your fucking hands to yourself. Meanwhile, he's touching him first. And George is great. George is like, hey. Fuck off, man. And then it's great with both their accents. He's like, hey, fuck off. I don't give a damn. It's fuck. Listen, I can watch that shit all day. I think that one's going to be a big seller. Oh, it's so fun. Oh, it's oh, it's fun. No, I'm crying. Because they both bit. know what they're doing. I mean, they're, yeah. they're both, uh, you know, veterans, professionals, and they're oh, great fighters. It's going to be so it, good. It's funny, man. And, uh, you know, I think Bisping really, really trolls it up. He really tries to make George uncomfortable. And it's fun to watch because Bisping doesn't care if he's hated. He's got a, the way I look at Bisping is he's got whoever's in his close circle. So he doesn't really care. He's not looking for acceptance. And that's, that's very, that's fun. That's a good thing. It's better than the guy that is just trying to always say the right thing. You know what I mean? He's fucking doesn't care if he offends anybody. And, he, and I think he's, He's pretty. He's funny when he's not even trying to be. He was fucking with them. I saw that they were sitting in the one I saw, yeah. and they were and they were kind. Of, they were sitting down, and uh, GSP wasn't talking as much shit. But GSP didn't look rattled by it either. He's just not as much of a shit talker, and he was just basically saying, yeah. "I can do a lot more things than he can do." I mean, he's just not as good at the at the rhythmic yeah. shit talking. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, but he doesn't take any shit. No, he doesn't. Not at all. And he seems... He's calling them nerds. And they're my buddies, dude. I see like Carl Mazzaro. That's a black belt of the Henzo Gracie. Mark Cerrone, that kid. He, Mark Cerrone, he came up with me over at Henzo's. He's How a, many guys in there could I tap? <laughs> I think Probably four, right? There's eight of them. I'm, I'm thinking three. Who thinks it's yeah. interesting that Jake Shields is in there? Help. I mean, I would talk about They were like rivals. And I think that's nice, man. I think that's really nice. You GSP know? looks pretty big, too. He looks bulky. What do you think he's walking around at? Dude, let me tell you, Spider. He's wearing that Spider-Man rash going. Only mm-hmm. Spider-Man's not that buff. What do you think? She, he should be wearing a Captain. Well, I guess Captain America doesn't really, you know, because he's from Canada. What do you think he's walking around at? One ninety? I have no fucking. Not what? One ninety? I'm gonna what? Wait, I'm gonna say heavier than that. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I, I, what does he normally walk uh, around at? I don't know. Two hundred? I don't know. Yeah, I just I know what I walk around at. It makes me want to fucking kill myself. Just kidding. But people, that's what I'm saying. He's, he's a smaller guy. You look good. <laughs> I'm very happy. You're with very myself. stocky. Well, what do you think Bisping walks around at? Dude, I'm the worst guy to ask yeah. about this. I'm going to guess I 210. Really 
Right. He's got to be over 200 pounds. He's yeah. always in Easily. shape, though, Bisping. He the is, guy's right? always training. Bisping never had a problem with, with uh, his cardio. Neither guy had a problem with that cardio right. ever. This is going to be a fun fight, man. I, I'm, I'm looking, I am looking forward to it. People can say Both older guys, too. Bisping yeah. 37, I think. And, and what is... Uh, it's funny I say 37 is older guy. I'm 49. But what is... Uh, and what is GSP? He's got to be pushing 38, 39? No, I think GSP's younger than that. Is I he? like when we had Chuck Zito in here. He's calling him GPS. Yeah, he's, 30, he's 36. <laughs> it was great. He called him a couple times. Oh, yeah, GPS. I go, oh, well, well, wrong guy. I mean, sure, he gets fines where he has to go, but... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can correct Chuck. I can't I can't correct Chuck Zito. Well, I mean, no, we, we made... Chuck the same Zito has a hand the size of my fucking... By the way... I, I went to a totally digressing. I went to Vegas, oh. did my gig, great time, and I went and saw Tyson's show. He has that one man show. And Mike, have you met Mike? I never. Well, I met him once. I shook his hand because his fucking hands but... are massive. Yeah. I never realized how big Mike's hands are, and I've interviewed him a shitload of times. But then somebody pointed it out on Twitter. They zoomed in on the hand, and I'm like a fucking little. It's like he's meeting a ballerina. Yeah, yeah. It's like a little. He's, he's meeting his little little girl ballerina, saying hello, dear. I'm going hello. He can make you his. Well, sure. I'd probably let him. I admire probably... him. I admire him. I'd probably let him. I admire him. That's great. So uh, Ally Aquinta, by the way, thanks for the scoop, Matt, is fighting Paul Felder. I know. I know. That's a great fight. It sure is. That's also uh, Holloway versus... God, another fight. December the... That's right. Holloway. Yeah, that Detroit card is a massive card. sickeningly good. Who else on that card? I asked Chris to print these out, but in French, and he refuses to do it. What do you mean? I'm going to... I can't can't print out 90 cards. How's how's Henry uh, Schrudo's foot doing there? Oh, Mr. Hudo. I think he's okay. You know, it's funny. Some dummy on Twitter goes, it's nice you to make fun of his injury, but I didn't make fun of his injury. Who God. made fun of his injury? Because what we were talking about, we thought he jumped out of the hotel. We didn't know it was a fire. Yeah. And then we said, oh, no, it was because the fire. He jumped out of the hotel and, and, and crooked his ankle. And we're like, Jesus Christ, how close was the fire? Like, we didn't realize. It's yeah. like we just had this crazy image of the fire sneaking up on you. Yeah. We didn't realize, I think, that he had, like, he said he burned his ankle. Yeah. Well, so I was reading about well, how when, close was it or something. When, but, when we talked about it on the show, we, I had said originally that I read a report that he, he hurt his ankle when he jumped out of right. the. Right. Yeah. And we, you know, we were like, oh, that's, you know, crazy. He must have, ju- it must have waited too long to jump out. <laughs> Turns out he actually he burned his foot and he, it, it was like a very bad fire. Yes. Uh, he lost his Olympic medal. He, that was oh, like his only no. way out. Like that. In a hotel? Had, yeah. Why would he have that in a hotel? Is that common? I guess he was doing some kind of charity event, so maybe he just had it for oh. that or whatever. But yeah, so he luckily he's fine and he's still going to fight and he, you know his foot's not very badly injured, but it was a very serious situation, which obviously we didn't know at the time when we brought sure. him. So. Yeah, so I'm glad he's okay. I'm, I'm yeah. he's okay too. People got to relax though. We're not here to hurt anybody's feelings. No. And he's also said he's going to donate his bonus money. If he wins any bonus money, he's going <clears> to <throat> donate it to people in Santa Rosa, which is these wildfires are going through. 35 people died. Isn't know. it crazy how the, like, because I've never experienced fires like that, but they literally move like a car. I mean, they, they fucking, there's footage of the, like when the wind starts blowing. I mean, they, they you can't outrun them. Like they really fucking move. Oh yeah. Uh, here's UFC 218 so far. The bout order is not determined. I'll, I'll the determine the bout order. Okay. Go. Holloway, Edgar for the featherweight title. That's on the prelims. Go ahead, go. <laughs> uh, Overeem and Ganu. Oh. Yeah. Is that the co-main? Jimmy just ejaculated. It, maybe, but then you got Alvarez Gaethje. <laughs> that's the co-main. Cejudo versus Sergio Pettis. That's a number Yee. one contender fight, probably. Wow. Ally Quinta, Paul Felder. That, that's the main card. Ally Quinta, Felder. And then, um, what was the last fight you just said? 
Before I said uh, Cejudo versus Sergio Cejudo Pettis. versus Sergio Pettis, and then it's going to be Overeem and Ganu, and then it's going to be uh, Gaethje Alvarez, and then of course the main event is Holloway Edgar. That's the order right there. All the right, part. This is and this, December second. Th- this is December second. Got your car closer versus um, David Taymor. Then again, does Ally Aquinta one of those fights become the uh, the prelim headliner to get you? Could the the, the the main event of the yeah. prelims is always a good fight? Right, right. Ally Aquinta Feld is a great fight. Yeah, looks like I'm going to Detroit. I can't make it. What? Oh! Just wanted to sound really cool. Yo, you guys didn't know I'm going to Disney again. Oh, you little sweetie when? Yeah. Get over yeah. here. Kiss us. <laughs> I'm going next month. Wait, what's this month? Yeah, I'm going next month. I told you already. You I'm mentioned gonna, it. I need I'm the gonna exact like, dates. Yeah. I'm going to miss three shows. I want to call in, though. I don't like to be away for three shows. Jimmy? I don't either, but once in a while, Matt, you and I live full lives. You don't want me to call in then, you I say. love you calling in. I, I won't stay on long. Matt, you're welcome to call okay, in. I called Jimmy. in from Iceland just to chat about Connor. It's true. I did. I cared. Well, I'm going to call in. And I don't want them to realize how f- easily I can be replaced when, when the contracts are up and they start to go, look, we'll give it to you. You can work for half or we'll replace you. What? I don't want to be replaced. Dude, you're, 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 replaced. you are. I'm on my way out. Definitely not. They're going to fire me. What? They just had enough. Nah, well, listen, if you go, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be upset. Because <laughs> I, got, I got three kids. I, I understand, can't buddy. This gig. No, I wouldn't kidding. expect you to. Jimmy. Listen. We're a team, Jimmy. Goken. Uh, how do you say his name? Goken Saki? Yeah, Goken Saki. Turn Against around quick. Khalil Roundtree, who I like, as you know. I'm a big light heavyweight uh, yeah. Khalil Roundtree fan. Uh, yeah, and Drakkar Close against David Taymor is great. And then Walt Harris, we just talked about uh, Mark Godbear. Great, great bunch of fights announced. And uh, Lawler We're a team Daniels. here at Unfiltered, Jimmy. Well, yes, we, we can't. Are. This dynamic in this room, there's not one person that, if if one person <laughs> was in, in this room. That's right. We, just, we can't afford to lose any. Wait, hold on. Who am I? Chris, the producer. That goes for you, too. I was, uh, thank Why you. I you appreciate thinking, it. I, 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 I was thinking, waiting for a little setup there. You thought I was setting up and giving him a zinger. Yeah. Chris is a good man. <laughs> what, what else, Godfather? He does good show prep. Could you do this impersonation without your your cheeks stuffed with the fucking pretzels or no? I don't even want to do an impersonation. I just wanted to eat a pretzel. So now I'm trying to make it work. Godfather, am I doing a good job? Look <laughs> like a man. I'm sorry, Godfather. All right, everybody, I'm going to talk because Jimmy, Jimmy's really going off the deep end with the pretzels. I don't. I mean, I'm not. Listen, I don't judge. Cause I'm an eater. I'm a fatty. I like to eat. I trained so much the other You're day. Not Jimmy. a fatty, Jimmy. I ate. Matt. So, I, I ate so much. I trained for an hour the other day with a couple of my 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 uh, my purple belts, Ron and Tess, who looks like Luke Cage. Now he doesn't, but he's strong. But uh, and so though I rode with those guys for an hour, and I felt so good, Jimmy. And then what I do? I go home. My wife's like, oh, I made a. I made you, uh, we already had some pasta. So I'm like, all right, good. They already had the pasta. So I'll eat some, maybe a steak. She goes, so I made you a dozen raviolis with fucking uh, champagne sauce. Ah, it's fucking, it was like a pink sauce. Now my mouth's watering. It was so delicious, Jimmy. Well, I have to put weight on for a roll, so. You got to come over my house. I've been eating like a pig. What What roll do you have? I'm just, it's a small independent thing. I just be playing the guy that looks a little heavier than me. Huh. And I want to just put it. The guy's supposed to be a That's, few pounds heavy. I just want to put it's on a few pounds. What um, I, I, you can see it in my gut already. I eat like desserts all weekend. I only have two weeks to do it, yeah. so I'm thinking I want to put on maybe six pounds. Well, Nothing crazy. What are you doing right after this? Want to eat pizza with me? I will not eat pizza with anyone but Colin Quinn, and then I will eat pizza with you. Colin gets first dibs on my pizza. The fuck is that? No, I don't know if I'm gonna have pizza. I'm trying to do it with shakes and pretzels. But why did you say Colin Quinn? I was just joking. Okay. Fucking name drop. Wow. So this is just like kidding. a real. This is kind of a test for you, huh? 
Yeah. Wait, so you're not going to eat pizza? I will. You got to gain weight. I don't have to gain weight. I should be losing weight. You look good. Well, Jimmy, I'm powerful. I fucking, I know. Charmaine. Charlemagne. Charmaine. <laughs> you only did it once during the interview. Did he do it during the interview? Yeah, did I say it wrong? You said it once. What did he say? Uh, I don't think I said his name on purpose. You, you said something about like fat asses or whatever. And you're like, sorry, Char- Charmaine. Charmaine. I said bathroom tissue. I, dude, I fucking. I'm sorry, guys. All right. All but right. Jimmy, what else? Jim? By the way, J- yeah, Jimmy, you were going to say Robbie versus RDA. What do you think about that? Oh. Well, it's just an incredible. And Dana said that that is the number one contender fight for Tyron Woodley. Uh, that's what I assume. Yeah, the winner of that gets, yeah. that, that gets Woodley. Oof. Either, either fight, either guy uh, fighting Woodley, I, w- I, would, uh, I would like. It's yeah. really good because RDA has such a skill set and he really has to just... He likes the new weight, it seems, too. Yeah, I mean... He's doing great, but yep. every fight's going to be a battle at that at that weight. I mean, even though he took out Neil Magny pretty pretty handily. Yeah, I mentioned Neil Magny's fight in Carlos Condit. We talked about that. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm so happy Condit's that. back. It's me too. too. Me too. I man. cannot believe it's been that long since he fought. I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah, I wonder how he's going to come back. I'm sure he's he's always a, a was he injured? He's always entertaining. I mean, I, he had a couple of tough fights, and then he lost to uh, Maya. I don't know if he was injured. Oh, you know, maybe he was that, nursing a couple man. of things, but. I think he just took some time away. Well, maybe he'll come back and totally reinvent himself. I hope he doesn't totally reinvent himself. I like his fighting stuff. I do too. I'm sure he won't totally. Start, he'll, start fight, he'll start fighting like fucking, <laughs> like somebody who's not him. He'll just start fighting completely differently. I couldn't have think a of, stance. I was, try, like I was trying the, to pull a name. I'll have a stance like the J.R. Sullivan stance. Like he'll change his shit. Like he's got his fist facing him. No, I know, but I was going to say Le- Leota Machida. And I just, I just spaced on the name. So I just had to keep talking until it came back. So I had to fucking ruin it with my bad joke. You didn't ruin it. You stepped in for me. I, fucking, I tried. I took a bullet. The ball, a, a fastball went by and I just looked at it and then you fucking said, time out and you put a little pine tar on my bat. Yeah. And then I went up and grounded it out anyway because I'm a bag of shit. <laughs> I'm a note. All right, listen. We got Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gagey. Let's not fucking overlook how Go great ahead. that's going to be. Eddie Alvarez, number four. Justin Gagey, number five. You know the the event that I was at last night. It was the um, the Rise Invitational. I had a bunch of my guys compete, and I was so proud. And everybody did so well. And it was a nice little venue. It was a Lou Neglia event. He's the same dude that uh, he's a good friend of mine. He does the um, those Ring of Combats in Atlantic City. So it was a nice venue in West Bay, over here in Westbury, Long Island, and it had like a little stage. And usually at grappling events, like the ones at the like at the colleges and this and that. Sometimes I don't. I avoid them because you got idiots just yelling stupid shit and his bad attitudes and and a lot of times with jujitsu tournaments, this guys that never even got a punch in the face, so they're a little bit more cocky. This wasn't like that. It was a nice atmosphere, Jimmy, and it had it was just a good venue, and I had a really good time, man. And I'm really proud of my guys, Pete Drago, Selwit versus Joe Riggs, the both former UFC guys. How do you do? It was a draw. When there's okay. no submission, it's a draw. But Riggs is a, a tough dude. He's like a wrestling background. He look, he's good in jiu-jitsu. Sure. He, was, he got a lot of tight, good positions on Drago. But Drago is tough to, to finish. And he battled out. He almost had him in a knee bar. So it was nice, man. You know, it was cool. My student, Jason Rao, took, uh, took a leg like nobody's business. He's just a stud. Nick Ronan won the belt. James Gonzalez. Uh, Lauren uh, uh, Brasha. I, I fuck her name up. She did fantastic. I'm just doing a shout out to my my peeps. Okay, awesome, dude. That's all I want. Good for to you. Do. No, I'm happy. just happy because I'm. You know what? It was just a, it was a, it was a nice night, and uh, it was good. And oh, what am I saying? Aljamain Sterling was there, and he went for us a black belt. Um, I, I feel horrible that I forgot his name, but uh, he, he did great too. It was if it was MMA, he'd mount back. Everything. Sure, sure. But the guy was a black belt, so he survives. But it was a 
it was a it was a really good night, man. Good technique, good vibes, good times. Good for you, buddy. I'm Thank happy. You, when you're happy, I'm happy. Thanks, Jimmy. When Matt the Killer is happy, Jim the Beta is happy. That's how we're. <laughs> you know what makes me happy? Eating what? pizza with my friends. We will. I look forward to it. Yeah, I Jimmy. love Matt Sarah. Thanks, Jimmy. All right. What else, Jimmy? This was a fun show. This was very fun. Charlemagne was really great. I, I enjoyed it. He's not an MMA guy, but it doesn't. It's still a guy I've wanted to talk to for a long time. I'm happy yeah. that they were able to make that happen. I just Check I liked when book. he said that uh, he's not familiar with guys that come in and this and that because I really didn't know the guy too sure, well. It's fine. And I felt better about that when he said that. You could just have a conversation, and that's what we did. It's fun just to talk radio or bullshit or whatever. I think I made a new friend. Not really. I made an acquaintance. Now yeah. he's, a, he's a nice guy. But you won't know. You'll be looking him up. You'll be like, "Where's Charmelaine?" And they'll be like, "Who? We never heard of him." I, did I really say that? Once. I'm gonna have to go back and listen. Yeah, just one. It's all right. It's all right. You met well. Play it back for me. All right. I'm only kidding. Wait, not that high tech. How, how did how did how did he say the name? I said I said uh, Sha Sh- Charlemagne. How'd well, that's it? correct. I said Charlemagne. How'd you say it? I said Charmelaine. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, everybody. It was my bad. I'm sorry. All right. All right. <laughs> Listen, we will see you next week. Um, no, no, Jimmy. No, no, no. Can I Monday. just say? Can I just point something out? Last time, the same time, it was on. A, it was when we were here on a Monday, and uh, I'm saying goodbye. And he said the same thing. Have a good weekend. I forget. I'm worried about my friend Jimmy. <laughs> Dude, I just got so many things to think of, and you're none so, of them are helpful. Yes, I thought you were gonna say none of them's healthy. You sick fucks. No, they're all healthy. Wah, 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 wah. Listen, well, I have a lot of stuff to think about. Yes. Mm. Right, no, maybe I don't. No, I'm just what? fucking losing my mind. <laughs> We're gonna have Alzheimer's scares the shit out of me, man. Why I don't you, think I have it. Why the fuck you say I don't that? think you have Alzheimer's. I don't think so. You, you, what? Glenn Campbell, who passed away recently, and he, they did a great documentary on Glenn Campbell. He had Alzheimer's, and he knew. Like, it's weird when you get it. Like, part, sometimes you know you're forgetting stuff, and then there's other times you're like, "What do you mean?" And the wife's like, "You have it." Like, they oh, do I? Like, it's all new information. It's crazy. But he wrote a song called "I'm Not Gonna Miss You." It's perhaps the saddest song ever because he has it. And he puts it together and he comes up with this. They said he did it in like four takes because his memory was already kind of shit by that point. Mm. But it's a beautiful song about Alzheimer's. I'm not going to miss you. Yeah. So it's just about him, him talking about, I know this is what's going to happen. And just really? makes it so good, man. Thanks. And everybody, I hope everybody had a real feel-good time. <laughs> I know. I didn't mean to end on such a bummer. Hey, sorry. Is, is he alive now, this guy? No, he passed away. But right. still great. He's How a long country have legend. Alzheimer's? My grandmother had Alzheimer's. I don't know. It's so weird. My one grandmother's still alive. It's all the genetics. I think I got that Sarah genetics, though. The Sarahs are still alive. Good. Grandpa Benny, Mama Mia, they're, they're 98 and 92. You know? My father was in his 50s strangling the 20-year-olds because he's a, a Hensel Gracie black belt. I got legs! You sure do. Sorry, Jimmy. I don't mean yell at you. I don't mind. You're yelling. I just happened to be here. All right, Jimmy. Listen, I had see such a good time. in two days? I'm going to see you in a... See you in two days. Stop weaking at me, Jimmy. Can't help it. It's weird. I'm happy. All right. Now we're happy again. See you in right, two every- days. Bye, everybody. Don't cut this out. Are you plugging anything? Oh, Wait. yeah. I'm going to be plugging. I'm going to be in uh, <laughs> Minneapolis this week. I'm going to be at the uh, Pantages Theater Friday night and Saturday. I'm going to be in Wisconsin. I have Town Hall here in New York coming up. I have London coming up. I have Dublin coming up. I have Manchester coming up. I have Los Angeles coming up. I got Philadelphia coming up. You shouldn't have got me started on the fucking plugs, Matt. I can't stop. Come see me, jimnorton.com, for myself and Sweetie Matt Sarah, and of course, CTP, that's Chris the producer. See you in two days. Bye-bye. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. 
And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry because this limited time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.